What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys uh, spending some time on this Monday night, uh, September 11th. The Lakers just under a month away from starting preseason basketball, which means we're not too far away from training camp. We're not too far away from uh, the Lakers getting underway. So we got a lot to get into tonight. Of course, I'm going to spend some time talking about the Lakers signing Christian Wood. Um, A lot of, to be honest with you, a lot of angles on that. I haven't really got a chance to react to it. Was on vacation. That's it. Vacation's done. So no more missing time. No more missing Lakers talk. Uh, those summer days are, are are over. They're behind us. So I'll spend some time on Christian Wood. Uh, Jovan Buha had a good article about Christian Wood and just uh, the amount of opportunities that he's going to get this upcoming season. So I'm going to get his thoughts on that signing as well. The, the summer that Austin Reeves had, I know it didn't work out for the FIBA World Cup. He ends up, uh, the Team USA ends up getting fourth place. They don't even medal. But Austin Reeves, one of the favorites to win a very interesting award this upcoming season. I'll spend some time on that. Um, speaking of FIBA, um, LeBron is reportedly recruiting a ton of NBA superstars and other stars, all stars, I guess you can call them, to play in the 2024 um, championship or the Olympics. And then uh, the last thing is potential rule changes in the NBA and how that could affect the Lakers. So we got a lot to get into. Let's start with uh, Christian Wood. Um, so la- like I mentioned, I was I was on vacation last week and I remember doing all these other shows of Lakers talk and there was just so much interest in the 14th player being signed on the Lakers. Think about that for a second. The 14th player to be signed by the Lakers. There was a lot of articles that were out. Heck, I was spending time on it, whether on Lakers Talk or some of the other platforms that I'm on. And the conversation was, what are the Lakers going to do with that 14th roster spot? Not the 8th, not the 10th, not the 12th, the 14th roster spot. We are giving that much attention to the 14th roster spot. Part of the reason why that was getting or garnering attention was because Christian Wood was one of the players that was still available. So if you look at that, look at all the available free agents, Christian Wood was the best free agent available a couple months after free agency, right? If you want to look at it that way, free agency started on July 1st. Here we were, even by the time September started, and Christian Wood was still part of the conversation. Now, there's a couple reasons why. Um, I had read some stories that a lot of it was going to be dependent on is this Damian Lillard to the Miami Heat thing going to happen? Because if it does happen, maybe there's a trickle effect there, and maybe Christian Wood can be a part of the Miami Heat, and he can have a real role there and get some opportunities. And a lot of it, it sounded like, was going to weigh on that. Um, I'll say this about Christian Wood. and I'm just going to look at it just from a stats perspective, and I think there's some things that we got to keep in mind once Christian Wood, once we get to the season starting, but The guy puts up numbers, and if you're just looking at it from a stats perspective, um, look at the trajectory of how his kind of season has, or how his career has uh, progressed since 2018-2019 with New Orleans, 17 points, 8 rebounds a game. Then he played a season with the Detroit Pistons, 13 points, and uh, six rebounds. And then he flourished with the Houston Rockets for a couple years. 21 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, the Houston Rockets, 18 points. And I think it's 10 rebounds. And then last year with the Dallas Mavericks, 16 points and seven rebounds. Why would a player of that caliber 
putting up those type of points in the NBA still be available in free agency two months after free agency started. Shot 51% from the field last year, 37% from three. Um, It's an impressive stat line. And and I, I think one of the things that when I go back to, well, why does it matter who the Lakers signed with their 14th roster spot? Maybe it only mattered because Christian Wood was still available, and the Lakers are going to try to do what they've done with Chris, what they've done with some other players. Malik Monk used the Lakers platform to go get him a nice deal in Sacramento, and he's doing his thing. He had a fantastic season last year, and give that guy a lot of credit. Uh, Dennis Schroeder used the Lakers platform last year to try to go get himself a, a, a better deal in the NBA, and, and we saw what he did in FIBA. Germany, Germany ends up winning the FIBA World Cup. Um there's some other players out there, too. I remember after Lakers, what was it? When they won the NBA championship, and I know it's not Rondo's first contract, but Rondo got a contract, I think, with the Atlanta Hawks, two years, $15 million, something like that. He, he ended up getting paid. So it's not uncommon for, for players and agents to look at the Lakers and say, okay, that team gets 40 nationally televised games a year. That team is always constantly talked about. That team can really, really at least put you on the map, and maybe you can go get a contract somewhere else if things work out. That's pretty much the game plan for Christian Wood with the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, I don't know if the Lakers are looking at it the same exact way, but I think Christian Wood, it's a two-year deal. He's got an option in the second year. That's the right way to look at it for him. Hey, this is an opportunity for me. I get to come play for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm going to be on a team that has incredible depth. I'm going to be on a team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Hell, the Lakers got to the Western Conference Finals uh, this past season. Yes, they lost to the Denver Nuggets, got swept by the Denver Nuggets. But look how many games the Lakers played. Look at the exposure that it got. Uh, Christian Wood is going to try to use the Los Angeles Lakers to, I think, in a perfect world for Christian Wood, he competes for a championship, and then he ends up with a big contract somewhere else where he could say, okay, I cashed in on my opportunity with the Lakers. For the Lakers, it's a little bit different. For the Lakers, um, first off, what's the risk? You have literally no risk in signing Christian Wood to a minimum deal. You signed him to a minimum contract. You guys, I'm going to go back to the numbers I just said. In the last couple of years, last year, 16-7 and with the Mavs. With the Houston Rockets, 18-10. and And the Mavs actually traded for Christian Wood from the Rockets, so they had to give up some capital to get him. They thought he was going to play a bigger role. It sounds like I was reading some articles the last couple of days. doesn't sound like him and Jason Kidd were always on the same page. I don't know if he agreed with the role that Jason Kidd wanted him to be on. That is one of the things that I think I've read here over the last uh, week or so or just some things to keep in mind about Christian Wood. But you literally have zero risk if you're the Los Angeles Lakers. Listen, could something happen? Maybe he caused some chemistry issues, any of that stuff. Yeah, that could happen. I guess that, that, could, that could be the case. I don't like that he's played for eight teams in eight years in the NBA. If, you know, that doesn't typically happen with players that um, you feel like, okay, hey, they found the right situation. Okay, you know what? Two teams didn't work out, but then he found the right situation. He's good to go. Uh, Philly, Chicago, Milwaukee, New Orleans, Detroit, Houston, Dallas, and now the Los Angeles Lakers. It's going to be his eighth team. Uh, But I really, really don't see any risk in this. I want to read something because he had a statement when he signed, and I think think it's important to read because – First off, it's from Christian Wood's perspective, number one. And number two, 
Um, it highlights something about Darvin Ham that I think why this situation could be different and why the Lakers and Darvin Ham can get the absolute best out of Christian Wood. Uh, Mark Spears, um, you know, we obviously know a, a vet in the game with ESPN as well as Anscape. Um, this is the they had first reported this, and um, this is uh, the the message that Mark Spears put out coming from Christian Wood. I've always wanted to be a Laker. I know we can win a championship. Communication with a coach is a big key. Coach Ham and I go back to our Milwaukee days, and we've had great conversations every day about this opportunity. He believes in me and told me I'll be playing a big role and knows what I can do. I'm looking forward to this uh, motivated after what Dallas did. All right, you can read into that as uh, as you need to. Um, but it sounds like a player with a chip on his shoulder, and it sounds like a player. I don't really need to talk about Darvin Ham's resume with players. Um, they play for their coach. You, if you got any issues with Darvin Ham, hey, I don't like his rotations. Hey, I don't like this. You know, in this situation, I wish he would do this. Fine, all good. You can have your arguments, um, wh- whatever that that looks like. What you can't argue is Darvin Ham's relationship with his players. You can't argue that the players are not playing tough for him. You can't argue that Darvin Ham most of the time is looking at it as, look, I, I love all these guys. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I need results. I need guys to play defense, which, by the way, that's one of his downsides or one of his liabilities is what he is on the defensive end. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I just can't find a negative to bringing Christian Wood in uh, on the Los Angeles Lakers in the 14th roster spot on the team on a minimum contract with Darvin Ham, who he has a relationship with, with LeBron James, Anthony Davis. We obviously know their leadership um, and his skill set and the skill set that, that comes with a guy like Christian Wood, six foot ten, long wingspan. I mentioned what he does on the floor and I mentioned some of his stats. So I don't see any downside to this. Um, the one thing that I really, really hope Christian Wood uh, does for the Los Angeles Lakers, it, it's sometimes tough when you're in a situation like him where you're trying to ball out and show, look, I'm not a minimum player or look, whatever I I was in my previous stops, I'm not that player. Uh, give me a real opportunity. Sign me to a two, three, four year deal. Pay me some real money. I'm sure there's going to be times everyone's going to have that tendency um, to want to perform, want to show, hey, this is what I could do. And I think with the Lakers, I don't know how great that opportunity is going to be because the team's trying to win a championship. So what they're going to ask Christian Wood to do is be there, come off the bench, um, kind of try to have that big lineup, the long, lanky players. You already got Jackson Hayes. You already got Anthony Davis. You got guys like Jared Vanderbilt, Rui Hachimura. You got a lot of guys in that front court that could play the front court uh, spot and position, including LeBron James. So the one thing that I think he's going to have the challenge with is the Lakers got an incredible amount of depth. I don't know if that depth helps him, uh, but he's going to have to work his way on that roster and earn those minutes. And if he can do that, and if he's buying into the system, and if he's buying in to what the Lakers are trying to build, and he's trying to potentially be that last missing piece to get to the NBA Finals and try to get championship number 18, then I think the Lakers are going to be in great shape. Uh, And I think for Christian Wood, it's a great opportunity as well. But this is 
This is some of the advantage that the Lakers have that some of these other teams don't have. When you're a player that's signed to a minimum, but your numbers tell everyone you should not be on a minimum contract, what happens with that? It means that uh, that exposure is going to be there for you, and the Lakers could give you that exposure. Now it's up to him to deliver. So um, the Lakers signing Christian Wood was obviously really big news last week. And it was big news for a couple of reasons. And I think the upside of having him on the roster, we're going to have to wait and see. But um, it, it, it kind of put a bow on the offseason that Rob Palenka had. When we come back, I want to spend a little time on Palenka. And every move he made I thought was so calculated. I'm not sure really if the offseason could have gone any better. Now, that doesn't guarantee you that it, it, it's going to become a, it's a championship team or anything along those lines. But I think the Lakers have put themselves in a good position. Want to talk about uh, Palenka, and then also want to talk about Austin Reeves, what he was able to do. And there's an interesting, there's already out on um, one of these websites, Bet Online. There's already, Austin Reeves is already the favorite to win something that I think would be an unbelievable honor for him. And it just kind of shows his continued success that he's having in the league. So we'll do that coming up next. Jovan Buhav, The Athletic at 7.30. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, so Gabe Vincent, Torian Prince, Cam Reddish, Jackson Hayes, Christian Wood, re-signed Rui, re-signed D'Angelo Russell, re-signed Austin Reeves. Uh, Obviously, Anthony Davis got his extension as well. It's kind of funny reading a a lot of this stuff on Twitter after the Lakers ended up signing Christian Wood. Got a lot of people going out there and – I don't know if apologizing is the right way to put it for Rob Palenka, but um, really just praising what he was able to do this offseason. Listen, I said this before and I'll say it again. Um, It doesn't guarantee you anything that you you put together a roster. Just think about where the Lakers were before the trade deadline last year. 
how much the team just continued to struggle um, a year and a half ago, whenever that was, when the season ended. They won 33 games and lost 49. The Russell Westbrook trade, I don't need to go back and rehash all that. We all know that that was um, just a, a, an unbelievably bad trade that just there was no ripple effects to it that you could say, okay, well, at least this happened or that happened. And they got to the trade deadline last year, and it's still, there wasn't a guarantee, is Russ going to be gone? Is uh, team's just going to be asking for two first-rounders, and that's the only way that you're going to be able to get out of um, the Russ deal? Whatever the case was, to have had the season they had last year based on um, what the, the previous two years looked like, and then I think to have the type of success, it seems like on paper, the Lakers, Lakers got so much depth this upcoming year. They have so much depth. They got, they're got they deep in so many spots. It, it's kind of crazy. When, when I was just talking about Christian Woods got to find opportunities for himself and you know he's got to put the team first, and that's going to be difficult to do because he's, he's also looking out for himself. He's, he's trying to get paid a big deal. The numbers that he has on that stat line, they, those don't add up to a minimum contract in the NBA. They just don't. Um, so for him... He's going to have to be – he's fighting with Rui. It's not the right way to put it, but what I mean by that is you're competing within your own team for for a chance to shine and to show what your skill set is. Jared Vanderbilt's there. Rui's there. Obviously, Anthony Davis is going to be AD. LeBron is getting minutes, whether in the front court, back court. LeBron's doing everything. Um, Put Jackson Hayes in there. Put some of these other wing players that can – you know, fill in and occasionally play a little bit of four, even though they're natural threes. Um, he's going to have his work cut out for him, but it was uh, it was a great offseason for the Lakers, and to cap it off with Christian Wood on top of it um, just kind of shows what Rob Palenka's been able to build, and hopefully that's enough to uh, take the Lakers to the next step. And it's not just getting uh, back to the Western Conference Finals. It's actually trying to compete for an NBA championship. And the last thing, you know, I'll mention here is they got flexibility too. All their contracts, all their deals that they have, you're really not looking at any of these contracts and saying, well, that's going to bite them in a year or two. The the age of where these players are, the upside that some of these guys have, the length of years on some of these contracts are all different. Some of them are two-year deals, three-year deals, four-year deals, but nothing is crazy. Reeves is really the only one that got that four-year deal. Nothing is crazy out there. Okay, speaking of Austin Reeves, so I didn't really watch the FIBA, um, the FIBA World Cup, maybe other people. Early on, I watched a little bit more of it, but I didn't really watch too many of these games. Um, but I had an intrigue with, okay, hey, how's Austin Reeves going to do playing in this FIBA World Cup? And every game that he was a part of, he's out there closing games. Um, he's playing big-time minutes. And, and listen, whether this – roster is impressive to you or not it's obviously not the NBA sending their A squad out there but Jalen Brunson nice player Mikhail Bridges nice player Tyrese Halliburton one of my favorite young players to watch in the NBA Anthony Edwards um, I've heard John Ireland talk about how a lot of people thinking this dude's the next guy in the league so go down the list and then you know after that whether it's Jaron Jackson Jr. Cam Johnson I know B.I. was a part of the team as well Brandon Ingram um Austin Reeves got real opportunities, and Austin Reeves just continued, I think, to raise his platform on an international level. Yes, he's been able to do that because he's playing for the Los Angeles Lakers, 
but he's also been a really, really good basketball player for the FIBA World Cup, playing with some all-star caliber players. And he was one of the few players that's like, all right, you got to close out the game and you got to make sure Austin Reeves is in there. Even though Reeves was coming off the bench, he was still getting his opportunities and making the most of it. Um, Bet online, which is uh, just one of those that they, they, they kind of try to guess the favorites, highest odds to win this, highest uh, odds to win that. According to Bet Online, Austin Reeves is now listed with the highest odds to win the Most Improved Player of the Year award for next season. This would be a special honor for a guy who just two seasons ago went undrafted. I'm reading this on uh, Fan Nation on one of the one of the sites on here. Um, but anyways, the main thing to take away is that he has the highest odds to win Most Improved Player of the Year award for next season. Think about Austin Reeves two years ago in the NBA. Two years ago. Think about his journey, how he got to the league. Think about his two-way playing in the G League and playing, you know, trying to work his way up to the NBA and becoming a regular contributor with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, look at, okay, let's fast forward. That was two years ago. How about this past season where there were times it was like, man, Austin Reeves, this guy, even though teams got, got opportunities to adjust him, even though now they got film on him, um, he's still productive. And then the season continues to progress. And it's like, all right, well, Let's make sure Austin Reeves closes out games. Okay, he's not starting. That's fine. You want some you know, depth and you want guys to come off the bench. Um, but let's make sure he's closing out games. And then you reach the point in the season where you started saying, Austin Reeves got to be in the game. He's got to be playing 35 minutes a game. He better be starting. He better be closing out games. That's how important and integral Austin Reeves became to the Los Angeles Lakers. Go look at his postseason stats, what he was able to do. Go look at what he was able to do against Memphis and Golden State. He was not a guy that when the when the lights got bright, he shrunk. That did not happen with Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves, I thought his game, he upped his game come postseason. To just watch the guy's journey, and now there's some odds makers out there that got Austin Reeves that he's the highest odds to win most improved player of the year. Uh, it, it is, it's funny because if before we used to just enjoy it and appreciate it when he was contributing, now it's expected. And now it's, no, no, no. They need you to perform. And the Lakers, I've said this before on a couple other shows, whether me doing the show with Trav or, um, you know, obviously doing the show, uh, doing the Lakers show, Lakers talk show. He's the third best player on the team, and there's no hesitation. There is no, and that's with a, a team that has D'Angelo Russell, and it has, um, you know, I'll use Rui Hachimura as an example. Whatever, you got some good role players out there. Austin Reeves is not a role player. He's an integral piece to what this team is, and it just kind of shows, A, how the Lakers were able to find him, given opportunity. So, you know, shout out to the front office for that. But B, how he has just taken advantage of every opportunity in front of him, whether with the Lakers or on this international stage with FIBA, and uh, has been able to do what he's uh, what, what he's done and, and how he's continuing to grow. So, incredibly impressive. Um, shout out to Austin Reeves. I feel like we've done that a lot this summer, and we've done that a lot over the last year or so. But he deserves it, and he deserves the praise, and we'll see what he's able to do this upcoming year. I know the expectations are going to be there. Jovan Buhov, the athletic, uh, he's coming up next. 
We'll talk a little bit about the Christian Wood signing. Okay, we know the positives. What are some of the negatives? We'll spend a little bit of time on that. How much contribution, how much opportunity does uh, Jovan think Christian Wood's going to get with the Lakers? We'll do all that coming up next. Uh, Plus, a potential rule change in the NBA and how it affects the Lakers. Stay right here. I'm Alan Sliwa. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, I want to welcome in uh, Jovan Buha. As good as it uh, gets when it comes to covering the Los Angeles Lakers, he does it for the athletic. Uh, Jovan, uh, appreciate the time, buddy. What are we, a, a month out? We're, we're getting close here. You, you getting ready? I'm ready, man. I'm, I'm about to take a couple weeks off, recharge, unplug, and then uh, it's go time. Yeah, and then it's uh, it's the good old grind, which, by the way, we say it, and the reality is you and I get an opportunity to watch a lot of NBA games, and uh, I, I don't think either of us have something, to, anything to complain about, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And one of the reasons why I'm really looking forward to this upcoming year is not only are the Lakers coming off getting to the Western Conference Finals, I think most people have spoke very positively about what Palenka has done in the offseason season. And then last week, one of the final roster spots left on on the team's 15-man roster, and usually they keep one roster spot open, but the 14th roster spot goes to Christian Wood. And I know it was almost two and a half months after free agency started, but let me just start with this. Um, Is there any downside that you could find in signing Christian Wood, knowing that you're basically just signing him to a minimum? Yes, it's a two-year deal, and there's a player option in the second year. But do you see any downside to what the Lakers did with their 14th roster spot? Well, I think you can find downside in any situation. So for me, I think I would look at, you know, there was a reason why he was available for a vet minimum contract like if I told you to close your eyes and imagine a six foot ten big man who was averaging sixteen points, eight rebounds, and a block, and shooting almost forty percent from three, you would think that guy's an all star or a twenty million dollar a year player at a minimum. So I, I think when you look at Christian Wood, uh, the upside is, is clear. He's obviously, uh, t- to me, I, I think the most talented uh, big man from a you know an offensive skill perspective that the Lakers have had, uh, aside from Anthony Davis and, of course, LeBron James. Uh, but when you look at the guys that have been in that front court, like, I mean, Christian Wood, uh, again, you know, 16 uh, and 8 last year has basically been 17 points a game the last four years, uh, a near 38% career three-point shooter. Like, the skill is apparent. 
Um, to me, it's the defensive end of the floor where he can block some shots, but in terms of how he fits into a, a team scheme, and if you just look year over year, he tends to be towards the bottom of his team in terms of individual defensive rating, uh, and then some of the locker room stuff. And um, you just hear things around the league of, this is a me-first guy. This is a guy who's looking for his own shot. This is a guy who's checking the box score to see his numbers after a game. So I think there are all, you could you know, plug holes into any signing. Uh, but, again, to get this guy for a vet minimum contract, I, I think the upside outweighs the downside. And th- there is some downside that there is a scenario in which you know, he just doesn't fit based on the way he hasn't fit in other situations. Like you, you look at Dallas last year, they're coming off a conference finals uh, appearance. They're looking at Christian Wood as – either you know the, the starting center or a big piece there and he just never really fit despite putting up some big numbers so I think that's the one place I look at it is the defensive end of the floor and then some of the locker room stuff but overall it's it's a vet minimum signing you're taking a flyer on the guy and I do think again the upside outweighs any potential risk how much do you think because listen you're right he's played for eight teams in eight NBA seasons and those stat line, that stat line does not equal a minimum deal. That's just not how it works in the NBA. If you get some production, and there are a lot of players that, by the way, aren't that good on defense and are known for putting the ball in the bucket or putting the ball in the um, in the hoop, but I think at the same time they can still get contracts because yeah. that's what they're really good at. And I guess my question then is how much is the fact that he's got Sounds like a relationship, some type of relationship with Darvin Ham in the Milwaukee days. Um, that LeBron is on this team, that Anthony Davis is on this team, that it doesn't seem like the Lakers are, uh, you know, a lottery team. And you know what? We're going to lose games. I might as well just get mine. Um, how much do you think that comes into play to where Christian, what we could be talking about Christian Wood in a couple of months and saying, wow, what a great start for Christian Wood with the Lakers? I think it comes into play a lot where, um, you know, now I'm going to go in defensive Christian Wood here. Number one, he's never played a playoff game. He, he's never been on a team that's made the playoffs. So this alone, like this is already the best team he's ever played on, uh, you know, barring uh, something unforeseen happening and, and this being a disaster season again. Sure. Like, yeah. th- you know, this is going to be the first time he plays on a playoff team. And number two, I think because of the way the market soured on him and did not reward him with the multi-year double-digit annual value that he believes he's worth, I think there's a level of desperation where I think you get humbled when you become a a vet minimum player. And that's something that a lot of guys dread because it's hard to shake that label of, you know, going from making a certain amount of money to becoming a vet minimum player. And then you kind of get pigeonholed there. So uh, I think if, if you're Christian Wood, you're looking at some of these recent situations with the Lakers of a Malik Monk, a Dennis Schroeder, um, even a guy like Stanley Johnson, who I, I think was on his way out of the league and revived his career at least for a couple of seasons by that stint that he had with the Lakers a couple of years ago. So uh, to, to me, I look at some of those situations, you know, Lonnie Walker, uh, like the Lakers have taken some flyers on, on risky guys that the league had kind of soured on or given up on, rode off early in their careers Obviously, Wood is a little bit deeper into his career, but he's still young. Uh, you know, he's only 27 years old. So I think if, if you look at some of the recent swings that the Lakers have, have taken on, on some of these riskier guys, a lot of them have panned out, at least in terms of, you know, exceeding expectations, being a rotation guy, you know, being a, a valuable player for the Lakers. So 
I think you can look at some of those recent examples and say, hey, I can come here. Uh, you know, he, he gets the player option, so if he has a bad year, he can opt in. But most likely, if he you know crushes it and, and does well and fits into a contending team next summer, he can opt out, and uh, you know the Lakers will be hamstrung in terms of what they can offer him. But he can go get a mid-level contract or, or more if he you know does even better. So I think for him, it, it you know, there's a level of desperation and, and having to prove himself again. Of okay, we've seen you put up the numbers. We, you know, we, we know you're talented, but can you do this on a winning team? And this is set up for him to – like, if he comes in, plays 20, 25 minutes a night, backs up AD, plays alongside him in certain lineups, and does a good job, like, the, the sky's going to be the limit in terms of the type of contract he could get next summer. But he has to fully buy into what Darvin Ham wants, what LeBron James wants, and, and just do his job on a night-to-night basis in a way that we've never consistently seen from him through his first seven seasons. Yeah, and, and that's going to be part of the challenge too, right? It, it's a player that's trying, like you mentioned – I got to prove myself again. Um, I, I'm trying to, trying to get paid. You know, we could all sit here. Yes, winning is a, a big part of sports, but at the end of the day, this is a job for them. This is a business to them, and he's going to have to try to balance. I'm on a team that's got a chance to win the whole thing, and I could be a piece of that. And I could turn. Look, let's look at Rui Hachimura. What he was able to do for himself, or. Uh, mm-hmm. Gabe Vincent, that that finals run that he had with the Miami Heat, you can kind of even go outside of the players that took, you know, from a minimum perspective. But I, I think there, I think that's going to be an interesting balance for him, and we'll have to wait uh, to see if it works out. Yovan Buhov, the Athletic, taking some time to join us here on Lakers Talk. Yovan, now now that the dust has settled, I mean, I, I think okay, we got the we got the the full roster of the Lakers, incredible depth. Um, you, you got a lot of guys that are going to get some opportunities, and, and we'll see how the dust settles. The Lakers in the Western Conference, I've seen everything from 45 wins, 52 wins, and I'm not trying to get a prediction of how many wins you think they're going to get, but lining them up against the Denver Nuggets, who are the defending champs and lost also a couple pieces that they had as part of that, part of that championship team, uh, teams like the Phoenix Suns, who look reloaded and ready to go and ready to compete with anyone in the West. The Golden State Warriors adding Chris Paul, the chip on their shoulder. Some of the younger teams out there, the Sacramento Kings, can the Clippers stay healthy? Um, h- how do you see the Lakers matching up right now in the Western Conference? How do you see them coming off a Western Conference uh, uh, berth? Um, just how do you see them in, in the scope of the West compared to so much talent? Yeah, well, it's the, the West is just going to be ridiculous next season. It's going to be a complete bloodbath. I think you're going to have upwards of 12 or 13 teams competing for the 10 play-in spots. And really that top six is, is obviously where you're going to want to be, but just trying to map out like what six teams are, are going to make it. Like You're leaving it. I mean, are, is Memphis going to miss it because Ja is going to have his 25-game suspension? Is Dallas going to bounce back? Uh, with, with Luca and Kyrie uh, having a full you know off season and, and training camp together, uh, like what happens with Sacramento compared? You know, was it a fairy tale season or uh, are they going to ride that momentum and Thunder are on the up and up? The, the Thunder Pelicans are on the up and up. with like, the injuries. Yep. I mean, Minnesota had a good end to the season and, and looked a lot better as things went on. Anthony Edwards obviously just had a monster uh, stretch there with, with Team USA. So uh, that and that's not even getting to the top of the conference. So for me. Right now, I currently have the Lakers third in the West, 
Um, that's not necessarily predicting the record because I'd have to know, you know how many games does AD play, how many yeah. games does LeBron play. I think you're, you're going to pencil those guys in to at least miss 10 to 15 games, and that might even be optimistic. But I, I have Denver, number one. I think you got to give them their respect as the defending champs. Uh, to me, Nikola Jokic is the best player in basketball. That starting lineup is the best five-man unit in basketball. Uh, until someone beats that group, I think you got to give them their props. I agree with you. I think the depth is an issue. I think they're betting a lot on Christian Brown and Peyton Watson taking big steps next season. I don't know if they're ready for it. I mean, I thought Christian Brown had some good moments in the playoffs, but that, that's still, you know, I think they're, they're just betting a lot on their young talent, and, and I don't love the depth. Uh, number two for me is Phoenix. I think sometimes we overthink these star things. Most often than not, they're undone by health, and, and that is the big concern, I think, with Phoenix of, of looking at their stars and their recent health history. But if you tell me Kevin Durant, uh, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal are healthy in a playoff series, like that's a tough team to, to bet against. Like they, they have a lot of de- – I think they have a lot of depth, actually. I, I thought they did good with some of their minimum signings. And you know, a guy like Keita Bates-Diop or you know, bringing in Eric Gordon, like – just some of these guys, they, they have shooting, they have versatility. I think Frank Vogel is obviously an underrated coach, did a really good job with the Lakers, and is going to find a way to muster enough defense with that group. I, I think that's the other thing with them, of course, is you know can they play good enough defense? So I would say the Lakers are right there for me. Number three, I'd put them ahead of the Clippers, ahead of the Warriors, ahead of the Grizzlies, ahead of the Kings, whoever else you want to throw in the mix. Uh, I think, to me, there's a clear top three. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers – you know, jump the, the Nuggets or the Suns at some point in the regular season. Uh, I also look at the Lakers as the team most likely to make a move. They, they have uh, the contract of D'Angelo Russell, the contract of Rui Hachimura. Like, if a star uh, becomes disgruntled and wants out, the Lakers have some assets to go after that type of guy. They could also do a smaller move and, and plug a different hole. Um, like, I still think they need one more big man who you can trust to run a playoff defense. I don't think Christian Wood or Jackson Hayes is that type of guy of, like, 80s off the floor for eight minutes. Can someone get out there and, and just protect the rim and not get crushed? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe Wood overexceeds expectations defensively. Hayes can develop. But, like, right now I still think they need one more big. And that's a guy you could maybe get in the buyout market uh, at the trade deadline. Like, we'll, we'll see. But for me right now, I have the Lakers third behind Phoenix and Denver. But I, I think that's, like, a tier. You know, it's, it's a pretty close-together tier. But I give Denver their props, and I give Phoenix credit for the, just the, the top-end star power and the shooting that they have. Yo, Vaughn, great stuff as always, buddy. I'm looking forward to uh, the season starting. I, I think we're going to have great storylines, not just with the Lakers, but the NBA in general, specifically the Western Conference. So uh, I know we'll connect soon. So thank you again for us t- uh, taking the time and joining the show, buddy. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. All right. That's Yovan Buha, The Athletic. Um, yeah, that flexibility thing that he mentioned there, you know, towards the end, I, I was trying to point at that earlier in the show. It, it, I know a lot of Lake fans want to see stability, and they did that this summer, but they also have a lot of flexibility. That You just never know how things pan out once the season starts going, and um, there's a lot of contracts out there. I don't think really people are going to look at it and say, oh, well, that's not movable or, um, you know, those situations, I'm not going to get too much into that because you just want the season to start, see how this team is doing, but I, I think they're going to have some opportunities. Okay, um, I did not got a chance to get into – still a couple things I want to uh, get into real quick here. Um, potential rule change in the NBA and how it could affect the Los Angeles Lakers. And LeBron is reportedly reportedly recruiting other NBA superstars 
um, to get in this uh, for this 2024 Olympics. So we'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. Uh, this is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, thank you again to uh, Yovan Buha. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Back on tomorrow morning with uh, T-Raj, with Travis Rogers. We'll do the uh, Travis and Sliwa show. A um, couple more things I want to hit on here as we come to uh, a close of the show. So... It looks like there's potentially a rule change in the NBA, and it could have a pretty decent effect on the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm going to do my best to try and summarize this, but Woj and Yovan Buha, or I'm sorry, Woj and Sham Sharania were sending some tweets out this morning. ESPN sources, this is from Woj. The NBA's competition committee has recommended stricter guidelines on resting players for nationally televised games and multiple stars together in the same games. The league's Board of Governors expected to vote Wednesday to pass the measures. A little bit more details to it. Under the new rules, teams would be fined 100 k for a first violation, 250 k for a second violation, and $1 million more than the previous penalty for each additional violation, sources tell ESPN. Um, the NBA we know has, they got a load management problem. There's no other way to put it. Uh, this started, I think with the San Antonio Spurs, Greg Popovich. Hey, if I could rest my players, I'm going to rest them. We already got an 82 game grind. And, um, the, what it's looking like right now. And I, I think this is kind of the best way to put it and why this would affect the Lakers probably would affect the Lakers as much as any other team. There are a lot of stipulations that come into play. What's defined as a star player is an all-star, all-NBA team in the previous three seasons. The Lakers obviously have Anthony Davis and LeBron, Anthony Davis and LeBron, while also having 27 nationally televised games in the 2023-2024 season. So uh, that one was from Shams. What could happen to the Lakers is they try to rest LeBron and Anthony Davis in a game. Uh, maybe it's a back-to-back, whatever the case is. They could face fines if it's a nationally televised game. Listen, I'm not opposed to finding ways to, um, you know, obviously make sure that these players are playing. Somebody that goes out of their way, who knows, flies from a different part of the country or the world to come see their star play. Um, I'm a fan of trying to come up with ideas to make sure that those guys are playing. The problem is it's not really apples to apples. It's not. 
because if the Lakers have 27 nationally televised games and the Pelicans or the Rockets or somebody else doesn't have somebody that qualifies as a superstar um, or maybe just doesn't have the amount of nationally televised games because there just isn't that much interest in that team, it puts the Lakers at a disadvantage. It puts the Warriors at a disadvantage. It puts the Suns at a disadvantage. The Nuggets at a disadvantage. So I think there's certain teams that it will have more of an effect on, um, and maybe that's all they care. Maybe they don't care about about anything else. Yeah, maybe they don't care about the Orlando Magic or the, you know, some of these other teams that are not getting that many nationally televised games. Um, I know they're doing it for TV. I just want the best product out there on a night in night out basis. But it's got to be fair for all the teams out there, and I don't know if that hits as being fair for every single squad out there. So that one is a little bit confusing to me. And it sounds like they're going to vote on it on Wednesday. And we're going to see if that has, if that comes through and how it potentially affects the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. That's all the time we got uh, for tonight. So I appreciate everybody being a part of the show. Just a quick shout out. Thank you to uh, Michael Funches and Mario Ruiz. If you miss any part of the show, just go on the ESPN LA on the app, and uh, Lakers Talk is right there on the podcast. You'll grab everything. Uh, LA, thank you very much. Have a great uh, rest of your night.